Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Siege from the Puma Podcast team. If you like listening to this show and others created by our team, you can help us keep making them. Through our Pumapatak tip jar. Our goal is to get 100 of you, our friends, to make a contribution and show your support for the journalism and storytelling that we do. We're happy to keep making shows that you can listen to for free, but making them isn't free, so we appreciate any support you send our way. All you need to do is to go to pumapodcast.com where you'll find a link to the Pumapatak tip jar. Hi, I'm Franco Luna Puma Podcast. You're listening to Teka Teka News. Balitang thinking, hindi breaking. In this episode, it is very clear from the prosecution's evidence that uh, Joey, Joey Rinulia is not the importer of this dangerous drug. Uh, don't promise mo sa mga uh, pedebit of arrest uh, sa testimony mismo ng mga pedebit agent. Inamin nila na nang dumating yung parcel sa bahay ni Mr. Rinulia, sinabi niya hindi ko ina-expect yan. Pero teka-teka, hindi ba siya nahuli na may halos 900 grams ng high-grade marijuana? Was he not caught red-handed then? You just heard Attorney Perlito Campanilla. He's counsel of Juanito Jose Remulia III, the eldest child of Justice Secretary Boying Remulia. As we know, the younger Remulia was arrested in October after authorities seized 900 grams of marijuana worth around 1.3 million pesos from him. He pleaded not guilty to illegal possession, and on January 6th, he was acquitted by a Las Piñas court and walked free. That's right, he was behind bars less than three months. Attorney Efraim Cortez, the president of the National Union of People's Lawyers, has something to say about the speed of it all. Kasi sa experience namin, at the most, one, two years, this is the fastest so far. I haven't seen any case as fast as this one. Because when you say fast in our court, that would be one year at least. Very speedy dito kay Remulia. Pero ilang preso yung naglalanguish in jail were not accorded the same right to speedy trial. I think there are still several in jail who have been there for the last five years. And Rimulia was arrested only on October 12, and it's only January 6. His case was resolved already through an acquittal. We have to mention that nakabakasyon ng court from probably December 19 until January 2. And yet, they were able to finalize the decision in time for the promulgation on January 6. Normally, cases would still be in the preliminaries in those two months, he says. You will appreciate the difference if you look at ordinary cases. Let's say if you are arrested in October, they are required to arraign him after a certain number of days. Under circumstances ng plug dockets, 
it could be around first week to second week of November yung arraignment. Maybe earlier. But then you have to go to pre-trial. Pre-trial, they can do that in November. Then they have to go through trial. That's where delay usually occur. When you say trial in, in one day, usually court calendars in a week holds three days for criminal cases. And I think uh, they hold separate days for drug cases. Eh, baka naman walang ibang cases on the docket at the time? So you're looking at, what, 30 to 40 cases in the calendar of the court. Usually in a day of the 30 cases, at least around 10 are set for trial. Some are set for prosecution's evidence. Some are set for defense evidence. Meaning, if the hearing starts at 8.30, which is usually not the case, they will finish off arraignments, those scheduled for pre-trial, so that they will start to hear those cases in trial at around 10 o'clock, and they have to break at 12. Yun ang sinasabi natin kung walang delay, walang holidays, hindi nagkasakit si fiscal, hindi nagkasakit yung ibang personal sa court. Right from the start, the preferential treatment was obvious. For one, Remulia's son was asked to take a drug test, but he declined, and that was that. If he had tested positive, he could have faced another drug charge. Then, the Philippine Drug Enforcement Agency gave him the courtesy of blurring out his face when they released his mugshot to the media. San ka nakakita ng drug suspect na may ganyan na option? The Remulia camp has gone as far as claiming that the Justice Secretary's son was framed. But there's another charge pending. Here's his lawyer Perlito Campanilla again. There is the remaining matter of the second case filed against him that is illegal importation but we are confident that the same will be given the same treatment as this case. We're pausing for a quick break now. When we return, we'll break down the defense's argument and how they won the case. So, bakit nga ba siya na-acquit? Isa-isahin natin. Unang-una, the Las Piñas court also said the prosecution couldn't prove that Demulia knew what was in the parcel. That was the central argument of his lawyer, Attorney Campanilla. Nung tinanong siya, kilala mo ba yung shipper na si Benjamin Hoffman? Ang sagot niya, hindi ko kilala yan. Ngayon, nagkakong pa ng conversation. Ang sabi, tatanggapin mo ba? Ang sabi niya, tatanggapin ko kung libre. Pangalawa, the court said that the chain of custody was compromised because the anti-drug task force at Customs already had the package on September 28th. The court questioned why the parcel was signed 92822-CUSH. They said Customs Examiner Gerardo Pascual couldn't answer for the signature when he only received the parcel days after. So the task force blew a crucial element to case buildup. See, one of the most common defenses in the prosecution of drug cases is the failure to establish the chain of custody. The law requires a strict procedure for handling object evidence, and any breach renders evidence inadmissible. The thing is, those same technicalities held back many drug cases under former President Duterte. Here's what Interior Secretary Ben-Hur Abalos had to say back when he was appointed. The war against drugs will be as intensive as before. Bakit karamihan nadidismisan ng kaso? Under Section 21 of the Dangerous Drugs Act, once you have a raid, there should be an inventory. And the inventory should be witnessed by an elective public official, usually a barangay, and either 
a representative of the prosecutor's office or a media representative. Siguro I will give emphasis aside from the police. We will make sure that airtight ang kaso. Kasi maski manghuli ka na manghuli, pero kung karamihan dismissed, baliwala ito. So kailangan siguro, hindi lang ang mga pulis ang malinis eh. Yung iba dapat ma-check din eh. Do you remember that letter the elder Demulia wrote when news of his son's arrest first broke? He wrote, quote-unquote, A person should always face the consequences of their actions, and I will let justice take its own course. So, did justice take its own course in this case? We leave you to decide for yourselves. But do consider another high-profile case, that of former Senator Dyla Delima. She's been languishing in jail nearly six years, waiting for her day in court. Masabi nga nila, ang bilis ng pagresolba ng kaso ni Demulia ay hindi dapat maging sana o lamang. Para sa NUPL, dapat all may right to a speedy trial. If the son of the Justice Secretary can have that, why can't all Filipino drug suspects? Here's attorney Efraim Cortez of the National Union of People's Lawyers again. It's simply impossible to accommodate cases to be heard agad-agad kasi there are older cases that should be in the order of priority of the courts. So they should prioritize detention prisoners who have been languishing in jail for the longest time. So apparently, he was given priority in the calendar of the court. And that was today's episode of Teka Teka. Again, I'm Franco Luna. This episode was edited by Nina Toralba and produced by myself. If you liked this episode, share it with a friend or two. And of course, don't forget to follow Teka Teka and Puma Podcast wherever you listen. At para sa mga mahilig manood sa YouTube, Puma Podcast na rin po kami doon. Just search Puma Podcast and subscribe to our channel. Thanks for listening.